What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have a lot to discuss today. Really big news. Probably one of the biggest episodes of the year. We're going to cover the Cy Young Award winners, the MVP Award winners. We even have a trade to discuss. This is the culmination of it. Of course, we had the World Series end a few weeks ago. That's that's a big event. But also seeing the MVPs. These guys work really hard all season and and we all have our speculation as to who it's going to be, and the award has been dished out. So we'll start with the Cy Youngs, though. That was announced the other day. In the American League, it's Justin Verlander. In the National League, it's Sandy Alcantara. Justin Verlander comes as no surprise here for the AL. We all knew who was going to win it. It's his third AL Cy Young. He joins a very distinguished club. I mean, he did so in unanimously also. A unanimous Cy Young winner. Did so under unprecedented circumstances because he was a 39-year-old coming off Tommy John surgery. That kept him off the Major League mound for most of the past two years. Yet he was able to come back and throw a Cy Young season. I mean, when, when you think about it, when this guy underwent surgery September 2020, you know, a lot of people were thinking, okay, well, it's a 12 to 18-month rehab process. How well is a guy in his late 30s going to respond to this? Because he also had a core surgery in 2014. And, um, you know, he, he had been through some injuries in his career. And at that age, you just don't see guys bounce back. But he came back better than ever. Just helped the Astros capture their second World Series in five years. He received all 30 first place votes. And the 30 second place votes were split between Dylan Cease with 14. Shohei Otani with nine and Alec Manoa of the Blue Jays with seven. So at this point, obviously we know Verlander is going to be a Hall of Famer first ballot. But at this point, he needs to determine who he's going to finish his career with. He opted out of his $25 million salary he would have earned in 2023 with the Astros. And now he's going to be a free agent. And it's being reported that he's looking to get a deal similar to what Scherzer signed with the Mets three years, 130 last off season. That's a really big contract, you know, 43 million a year for three years. But um, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. So who is Verlander going to finish his career with? It's also interesting to note that the Astros just recently parted ways with James Click, their general manager. So, you know, will the new GM have a new sense of direction? We don't really know. So, moving on to the National League, Sandy Alcantara is our Cy Young winner. So, he became the first Marlin to capture this award, receiving 210 points and all 30 first place votes. And Brave Southpaw Max Fried was second. Dodgers lefty Julio Urias was third. So, Sandy Alcantara is the third Dominican-born pitcher to win a Cy Young award. Bartolo Colon did it in 05, and before him, Pedro Martinez did it three times in 2000, 1999, and 1997. And Pedro Martinez is Sandy Alcantara's childhood hero. He made the announcement. That's pretty special. But what did he do on the mound? In 32 starts, Sandy posted the second lowest ERA in the National League with MLB highs for innings and complete games. He was a workhorse out there. 228 and two-thirds innings pitched. That is a whole lot. I mean, those are the most... Innings pitched in the majors in six years. 
and he had six complete games. That's the most number of complete games in the majors in six years. So this actually marked the first time in history that a pitcher threw more complete games than every club this season. No team had up to six complete games. And then Alcantara had six by himself. So, of course, the Marlins had had that. So, unanimous Cy Young winners on both sides, in the American League and in the National League. Sandy Alcantara does it. First Dominican-born pitcher since 2005. So, shout out to Sandy Alcantara. Marlins have have a special talent on their hands. You know, they've been able to develop some really strong pitching over the past couple seasons, and he's one of them. Moving on to MVP awards. So the National League MVP is Paul Goldschmidt. The American League MVP is Aaron Judge. So Paul Goldschmidt claimed his first NL MVP. He got 22 out of the 31st place votes. And the runner-up was Manny Machado. Third place was Nolan Arenado. So Goldschmidt has come in second place twice before. And he's finished top six five times. But he beat out Machado here. And, you know, Goldschmidt and Arenado were really the Cardinals' cornerstones. First and third base for those guys. Putting up big-time numbers. But Goldschmidt finally gets this award. I was talking about this the other day that this honestly came as a surprise to me because... You know, Goldie's 35. He's the ninth oldest MVP in the divisional era, era. And we don't think about him during the season as much. And of course, if you're watching a lot of Cardinals games, you know how good this guy is. But he's just always been good. He's always been this good and he's steady. And you wonder like, okay, well, you know, he's getting old in his mid-30s. Maybe he'll naturally just see his numbers slowly drop off. Not a huge drop off, but maybe we'll just slowly see the numbers drop off from year to year. But we haven't seen that. He's just the kind of guy that, you say when the leaves turn brown, his number is going to be there, which means in the fall when the season's over and you look at the statistics for everyone, you're going to see Paul Goldschmidt you know, hit right around 300, you know, 30 homers, 100 RBIs, roughly around there with gold glove defense. That's just what he gives you year in, year out. This year, he was even better than that. He had 35 homers, 115 RBIs, hit 317 average. Can't really ask for much more. As for Machado... He was out there in San Diego. Very strong runner-up season for him. You know, he's been he's been a great signing for the Padres. They signed him to that 10-year, $300 million deal a few years ago. That was, you know, just ahead of the 2019 season and it has paid dividend big time. And he's he's a big part of that lineup. He was able to carry that team deep into the playoffs when they didn't even have Fernando Tatis Jr. all season long. Then Arenado MVP finalist, you know, defensively just won his 10th straight gold glove. He's 31. And, I mean, he sets Ichiro. I mean, he, he matches a mark made by Ichiro with the record for 10 consecutive gold gloves to start a career. He's one of just four infielders to win 10 straight at any position. So, shout out to both those guys. But Goldschmidt is the National League MVP. The American League MVP is... Aaron Judge. So Aaron Judge was named MVP. He became only the sixth player in MLB history to become a free agent in the same year he won an MVP award. So talk about good timing. It just isn't often that the best player in either league is on the open market. And it just so happened Judge did it uh, for only the second time in the last three decades. 
the only other times recently it, it's happened. Uh, A-Rod did it in 2007 when he re-signed with the Yankees. And then before that, 30 years ago, Barry Bonds did it and signed with the Giants coming off a MVP campaign. Aaron Judge, as we know, set the record with 62, the American League record with 62 homers. It was a magical season. He received 28 out of the 30 first place votes. Otani received only two. And I think many of you guys know, if you've been listening to this show, that Otani was my pick for AL MVP. But that just wasn't, that wasn't going to fly with a lot of people. You know, I think the, the argument in favor of Judge has always been that he's putting up historic numbers and you know, the higher wins above replacement. He's on a winning team. Whereas Otani, how valuable can he really be if his team is not that good? I mean, not that I necessarily agree with it. I'm not taking anything away from Aaron Judge. I just think that Otani is objectively more valuable because he gives you two all-stars for the roster space of one. I mean, no one else is doing that. That is, to me, the definition of valuable. If you were to replace Otani, you would need an all-star pitcher and you would need an all-star DH. That, to me, that I think that's as simple as it gets. But people don't like the fact that that would mean Otani would have to be the MVP every year as long as he put up these kind of numbers. And there's voter fatigue. That is a very real thing. Voter fatigue is very real. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Not taking anything from Aaron away from Aaron Judge, but I think that's the reality of the situation. There's some voter fatigue here. Otani won last year. They're like, okay, we got to give it to Judge because he just broke the AL record. And it is what it is. But shout out to Judge. He's going to get his bag this offseason. He gambled on himself, bet on himself, and he won because he turned down that seven-year, $213 million extension at the beginning of the season, which we all thought was, not all, but I thought it was a bad idea. Many people thought it was a bad idea because he had an injury problem, but he stayed healthy all year put up an MVP season. Now he's going to get that bag and going to be paid handsomely this winter. So that is where we stand with things on the MVP front. Last but not least, we have a trade to announce. The D-backs have landed 2020 American League Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis, in a trade with the Mariners. They are sending outfielder catcher Cooper Hummel out to Seattle. So, with young outfielders like Corbin Carroll, Dalton Varsho, Jake McCarthy, and Alec Thomas, all left-handed hitters, the D-backs had a goal this offseason to add a right-handed hitter to that group. That's what they've done with Kyle Lewis. He won the AL Rookie of the Year during the pandemic-shortened 2020 season, but he's been hurt. Injuries to his right knee limited him to just 36 games in 2021, and he appeared in 18 games for the Mariners in 2022 when he also had a concussion. So he's going to get a chance to kind of start clean. In Arizona, he'll have more space to play because, you know, in Seattle, he kind of got crowded out while he was hurt. Not that he wasn't, he wasn't good. He just was hurt. And Julio Rodriguez came up and they're like, okay, well, we find our new center fielder in Julio. So the D-backs don't even need Kyle Lewis to play center, quite frankly. I mean, you can play all three outfield spots, but they're just looking at someone who can give them a right-handed bat. Kyle Lewis has a pretty good one when he's healthy. So that is the trade. That is what's going on. In the desert. So that is going to do it for today, folks. That wraps it up. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.